Welcome to Fresh Take, your favorite weekly podcast that delivers a healthy dose of information pertaining to healthy lifestyles, organic and sustainable agriculture, and numerous topics related to the environment. Thanks for tuning in. Our industry experts are here to provide you with a fresh take on topics that can help you optimize your lifestyle and well-being. episode, we have a very special guest with us. We have uh, Matt McLean from Uncle Matt's Organic. And first of all, congratulations. I know that you guys just had a big anniversary, so congratulations on that. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Matt? Yeah, uh, great. Thank you very much, Jessica, for having me on the show today. Appreciate it. Honored and, yeah, 20 years. Hard to believe, right? Amazing. So, That's a beautiful to, thing. Yeah. I know. It's, it's, uh, it's gone kind of fast, I would have to admit. And then other times, it's a snail pace. So, right. I think that's get, with everything. Yeah, both worlds. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Um, yeah, so we started in June of 1999 uh, with one little item, one skew, our poultry orange juice, organic poultry orange juice. And then, you know, today we're nationwide, sold in probably over 20,000 different outlets. Um, and have, I think, over 20 different items and soon to, mostly all beverages. And But we're launching our probiotic organic popsicles beginning next month in October in Super Targets nationwide. So we oh, are that's exciting. going from, uh, yeah, beyond just beverages into also frozen. Well, congratulations on that. That's amazing. Matt, how did you, yeah, um, how did you get into the business? So I'm a fourth generation Florida citrus grower, part of a citrus family, okay. uh, seven generation Floridian. So it kind of ran in the blood to at least start with a, a good base of citrus uh, and a knowledge of citrus. And so, you know, my father and grandfather, they passed on a, a love for that industry to me. Uh, I actually went to college to get out of the citrus business. I'd grown up working in the groves, and I thought, well, agriculture's nice, but it's really hard work, and there's, you know, I think I can chase some other passions. And so <laughs> I got a degree in finance with a minor in economics, and when I got out of college, I started an import-export company. Okay. And I was introduced to a, a customer or a grower who was German, who was working with my father as a citrus consultant. And so he needed some help with products over in Europe. He wanted to send Florida orange juice over to Europe. And so I helped him do that, started import-export business and started selling orange juice, grapefruit juice uh, over to Europe. And about 96, 97, mm-hmm. one of the German bottlers, one of the customers over there, uh, asked for biologic, which is translates to organic. Right. And I said, I don't know about organic, but I'll go back and try and find you some organic grapefruit juice. And when I came back, not only did I find him some organic grapefruit juice, but I discovered there was not an organic version of Tropicana or, you know, Florida's natural or simply orange or anything like that at the time. Right. So obviously that was my aha moment. And then I also uh, went to my father and grandfather, my grandfather in particular, and said, hey, uh, growing and farming organic, not using synthetic fertilizers or pesticides, I don't know anything about that. Can we even grow it in Florida right. without the synthetic fertilizers and pesticides? And he just, he was basically offended. <laughs> He's like, what do you think we did before? <laughs> right. They were invented, of course we can. You know, we use cover crops and compost and, you know, uh, we built up a healthy soil for a healthy tree and healthy fruit. So that's right. kind of the 
holistic version of organic, and so that gave me the confidence once my grandfather told me that, that, hey, we could, we could grow it here. Right. And so June, June of 99, we launched off Uncle Matt's on a mission, and I started it um, just with myself and then kind of grew it with other family members joining on uh, as the journey progressed. That's amazing. I know that, yeah. I mean, there had to be some challenges along the way. For anybody that's trying to get into the business, can you tell them what those challenges were and how you overcame them? Well, like any startup company, one is capital, right? Do you have enough money so you don't run out of cash at the end of each week? Right. <laughs> Definitely um, that. Right. So I was, I was fortunate that I had built up our import-export business mm-hmm. to be a nice, profitable business. And so I used the cash flow that I made from uh, that company to start Uncle Matt's and invested uh, in in the early stages of Uncle Matt's when it wasn't making any money because it was so small. But then it became you know, profitable there. So obviously... Advice is make sure you have your right cash flow available, just how much money you think you really will need to launch a product. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you think that's the right amount, I would probably then say, okay, could I double it? <laughs> right. Absolutely. So you, you're funded well enough to get out there. That's step number one. And then uh, number two, do you, do you really know what you're doing? And if you don't, do you have access to... Um, people that do you know there's a ton of consultants that make a living doing it i was fortunate enough in the early stages to meet some really good people that helped me stay out of trouble from you know a good good attorney to you know a good co-packer uh to just some some good brokers that helped guide me without making a ton of mistakes absolutely Uh, that's very helpful you don't have to be yeah you don't have to be the smartest person in the room you just need to be able to find the smartest person to be resourceful. Now that's great advice. (laughs) That's the best advice Uh right there. Um, So, I mean, your day to day, what does it look like? Oh, I'd love to say I was outside uh, running through orange groves and digging in the dirt and having fun from that standpoint, but that's more dad and brother. Right. (laughs) Uh, I am basically, you know, trying to grow sales on a day to day basis and manage the business. So overseeing, you know, operationally, do we have enough product? Are we forecasting correctly to also strategically, you know, what accounts do we need to get placement in? Mm-hmm. Uh, what accounts are we struggling in? Uh, and then also thinking about always competition and new items and innovation. So a good amount. Uh, I spend a lot of time on the phone and a lot of time on the computer with emails and then, you know, walking up and down the halls helping to answer questions for people within the company, employees, or motivating and helping them, you know, power through the day. You're doing what it takes to run a successful business. I know you mentioned your your dad and your brother are out in the field a little bit more. I'm sure that, you know, you guys sit around and you talk about different challenges that you guys are facing. I know a big thing right now in Florida has been the citrus greening. Have you guys haven't had any issues with that and how have you overcome it? Oh, yeah, we've uh, had big issues with citrus greening. Uh, it's winning, we're losing. We're continuing to do a lot of research on it to try and figure out, you know, one, is there a solution for the trees that are currently infected, which is, you know, the entire state. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to, you don't continue to gradually die and wind up having to replant. So step one, continue to try through a holistic management. You know, is there either a program or a product or a group of products that could effectively, you know, eliminate the bacteria or at least help the tree sustain uh, its current health and live through it. Mm-hmm. That's step one. And then the other part is looking at future rootstocks 
and scions, so new varieties and new rootstocks that would have uh, traits that were immune to the bacteria, so they right. were uh, basically resistant or definitely tolerant. Mm-hmm. So we, we constantly, at least my dad and brother, that's their focus on a day-to-day basis is really, you know, those two things. Absolutely. Matt, um, some of our listeners may not truly understand what citrus greening is. Can you just give them a, a brief rundown of what it is and what causes it? Yeah, so it is a, um, it's a bacterial infection, mm-hmm. and it's spread through uh, a tiny insect called the psyllid, mm-hmm. the Asian citrus psyllid, ACP. Mm-hmm. Uh, so kind of like the analogy uh, of a mosquito carrying malaria. Okay. So you have the little psyllid. And it's uh, not all of them, but some of them carry the greening bacteria in their stomach. And when they feed on the leaf, so they'll go and bite the leaf and they're searching for food from that leaf. When they bite that leaf, it transmits the bacteria. And that bacteria then gets into the main artery of the tree, the main arteries, but um, the phloem and the xylem. Mostly the phloem is what it's believed in. And so then it infects that tree and it winds up. Uh, either clogging the phloem or prohibiting uh, enough nutrients and water flow up and down through the tree. So that tree begins to die off kind of limb by limb when it's affected. Mm-hmm. And that particular piece where it gets infected, uh, it will not mature. So the fruit stays green, hence the term greening. Green, right. Because uh, it's not getting enough water and nutrients to uh, correctly uh, continue and ripen. So. That tree eventually, most all of them will eventually get to the point where they will die of some sort of disease. It's not clearly known whether the greening disease actually kills it or uh, the tree dies of some other thing like blight or, you know, whatever. But that's basically what's happening around the state. And, you know, people are trying to, they first started to try and control that little vector, the, the Asian citrus psyllids, mm-hmm. to keep them out of the orchards and the groves. But now, because it's pretty much ubiquitous across the state. It's more about trying to heal the tree and live with greening and live with that psyllid. So it's definitely a, has its death grip on the state of Florida, for sure. Do you think um, having an organic operation helps a little bit with minimizing the risk? You know, it did initially when we were next to conventional neighbors. They were declining faster than us. Right. But eventually we all succumbed to the same <laughs> disease and problem. Disease. We were just a, a slower death than they were. Right. So, you know, I think ultimately uh, organic will find some solutions. And it'll be, it, it more than likely, it's not going to be just one silver bullet right. of, hey, spray this nutritional whatever mm-hmm. or this organic, you know, bacteria side. It would be more of a full program of you know, deterring, naturally deterring the Asian psyllid while, you know, out-competing the bacteria within the tree with other friendlier bacteria. You know, that, that bacteria is going to live off of some food source. What's it living off of? And if you can have more aggressive bacteria that are friendly to the tree eating the food source, that bacteria would die. Right. <laughs> um, and so it's kind of the, from an organic standpoint, it's more of a holistic continuing to build that healthy soil so that root system can take up the, the zinc and the boron and other miners that could increase its immune system and naturally uh, defend itself better. But right now, you know, that's a perfect world and Mother Nature has many variables. And so we haven't been able to get 
you know, we've had some success, but we've had nothing that you can duplicate and feel, you know, hey, we've licked it. Right. Well, that's completely understandable. Matt, if you had to, to tell our listeners anything about why you feel organic farming is important and the benefits of it, what would you tell them? Well, I mean, for us, it started off just a really basic principle of, you know, less pesticides, less harmful synthetic pesticides would be better. It's just kind of a pretty easy, easy philosophy. And so, you know, we've always kept that as, you know, step one to say, you know, let's, let's glyphosate, right? Let's round up. Yep. Uh, now that, you know, that's been proven a potential carcinogen or a carcinogen, um, you know, less of that, if we can you know, do it organically, um, would be better. So, you know, I think first and foremost, that's the, the big benefit that you'll have. Um, but second, just the pride in knowing that you know, you're leaving something uh, better off than where you found it. The next generation, you know, trying to build a healthier, grow healthier soil, and and then also the end product. You know, organic is proven to have you know more nutrition, higher bricks, um, more antioxidants because of the way it's grown and the, the methods of organic. So, you know, feel good about your inputs in the environment and then also feel good about the outputs and, and what you're growing and farming. Absolutely. I think that's a big part of it for sure. Definitely. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our, our listeners about your farm and what you do? Well, you know, organic's not easy in Florida. Right. There are subtropical climate a lot of things grow here from fungus to weeds to you name it but you name it exactly it also is yeah it also is the uh, best climate from a taste and production standpoint so you know if you can persevere through it the market will definitely reward you and you'll you'll be uh, grateful that you did so you know don't give up after the first pass that's great advice well I thank you so so much for being a guest today I encourage all of our listeners to definitely try Uncle Matt's juice. It's delicious. You can find it in your grocery section of most stores. Um, So definitely give that a try. It's amazing. You won't regret it. And again, Matt, I really thank you for your time and coming on to speak with us today and tell us a little bit about what you do in your day-to-day operations. You're welcome. And once again, congratulations on 20 years. That's quite a a mark in the industry. So we're really pleased that you've, you've made it this far, and we're very thankful to have the relationship with you that we do. Yeah, you're welcome. And so thank you for the opportunity. And, you know, Florida Organic Growers and QCS have been a vital part of our relationship at Uncle Matt's over the years. And so just kudos to you for being pioneers and helping so many people out there uh, transition to organic and be certified organic. So thank you for what you do. And for anybody that would like to try our products, go to UncleMatt's.com and you can go to our store locator. And enter your zip code, and it'll tell you exactly what's available, which items nearby you. Thanks again. I really appreciate it. If you like today's episode or have any questions regarding it, please log on to foginfo.org where you can leave questions and comments. As always, it's our goal to provide educational information to you, our consumer. We always love to have your feedback on what you'd like to hear about, so please share those thoughts with us. And in order to keep bringing you this podcast, we do rely on your donations. So if you log on to foginfo.org and click on the donate button, It'll allow you to make a a tax-deductible contribution to our organization there. Thanks for listening. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as we did. As many of you already know, FOG is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization, which means we need your help to keep all of our content free to the public. 
please consider making a tax-deductible donation today. We would really appreciate your support. 